0: Out of
1: the Box. Out of the Box. Meet
0: people through their music.
1: With Ash Bertabez on FBI.
2: Hello, hello and welcome to Out of the Box on this awfully rainy day. We're going to have a great chat with Marlena uh, Dali today on out of the box, really exciting stuff. Because you may find this lady hammering three inch nails up her nose, six so- <laughs> six inch nails up her nose, sword swallowing, fire twerking, or doing a sexy Jesus striptease. Uh, she's a performance artist and a basically a doer of whatever the hell she wants. And she started cabaret sashimi, which is a burlesque variety show night in an inner west warehouse. And she was in the Venice Beach beach freak show in L. A. And co-founded a warehouse in Sydney. All the exciting things. Welcome to the show, Marlena. Howdy doody. <laughs> and you've got lots of songs for today and Out of the Box, as is Procedure. Can you tell us some of the stuff that you've brought in today? Oh, why, yes, I can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I brought in some of my favourite bands from Sydney, as well as other bands from Australia. Some of them that I've just uh, been... Really fond of for a while, and I had no idea they were Australian. And then, as well, some uh, just some classic favorites some Dresden Dolls, of course, uh, gotta have some Amanda Palmer. And as well, uh, Father John Misty is one of my absolute favorite new bands, and um, a band from LA, uh, Insects vs. Robots.
2: Fabulous stuff. And we're gonna start with a track from Dresden Dolls. Which one's this?
0: It says Girl Anachronism.
1: So don't touch, do believe that you're immune to gravity and stuff Don't get me wet because the bandages will all come off You can tell from the smoke at the stick, that the currency is critical What is the little thing, for instance, time it takes to break it She can make up 10 excuses Excuse her for the day, it's just the way the medication makes her I don't necessarily believe there is a cure for this whole. i might like your century, but only in. it
2: Fabulous stuff from the Dresden Dolls on FBI ninety four point five. You are listening to Out of the Box. My guest for today is Marlena Daly. And uh, how has how has this artist influenced your love of cabaret?
0: Well, actually, I have to say my love of... Oh, here we go. Yes. Mm. I have to say my love of cabaret came before my love of Amanda Palmer. I found out about Amanda Palmer from my love of cabaret circus kind of stuff. And someone was like, oh, you, oh, you must like Amanda Palmer. Who's that? <laughs> and uh, and then, then I was like, oh, you know, yes, yes, I do. It was in that phase when it's like you don't want to say that you like something that someone says, oh, you would like that. You go, yeah. no, I don't. Was like, yes. In that yes.
2: case, in that case, where did your love of cabaret start? Actually,
0: it started. Uh, I, I have to say, when I was really little, and I first got into uh, musical theater, and I, I was into Cats, basically because it involved cats and costumes and people dancing around like cats, which was basically my dream. And so I was like, I'm going to produce my own show. I was six years old, and I said, I'm producing Cats in my living room with me and my friends lip syncing
2: to cats dressed as cats and-, and all these years later you've got your own cabaret night yeah so I, I guess yeah you did make your mind up pretty early when wanted to be a, a you know firefighter you were gonna be in cabaret and that's today so uh this weekend you've got a show coming up actually have you been in practice for that yet
0: oh yes <laughs> we've actually been rehearsing which is a, a new thing usually I'm kind of like oh I have a show Hmm. Don't do anything for a while and then the show comes. It's like, "Oh yeah, I should do something." Just come up with a, an act immediately and get on there. But this time it's like, actually we've been rehearsing and we have um because we have a live band performing all of the music for the acts. There's no recorded music at all. So it's kind of like a a contemporary version of traditional burlesque shows where there was like a whole orchestra. But this time it's a a kind of funky, swampy blues band called the Double Shadows.
2: Great. And you are uh, to terms with the history of burlesque. And it was interesting. We were talking about before and just the break before how burlesque now, as we recognize it in Sydney, going out for the night and seeing a burlesque dancer, that's got nothing to do with burlesque definition wise. How does that figure?
0: Yeah. um, Well, originally burlesque was mostly just a satire so a satire of uh kind of the culture at the time satire of the wealthy satire of uh, of politics and it was um actually started off uh, with men doing it and then um in London there was a troupe where uh, it was all women dressing up as men and so it was more of a satire of gender actually and it was it was kind of um, it was so bizarre and so striking because they would wear like corsets and really revealing clothes at the time where they were wearing tights you could oh, Wild. see the sh- shape of their legs my word and um but they were dressed like you know like say it was like a from a, a greek play or something and they'd be so they'd be dressed in like men's greek clothing but like with corsets on and trying to act all jaunty and like speaking like a, st- with a strong masculine voice, but still being these women from the Victorian era, you know? And,
2: and in your burlesque career, obviously you've dressed as a man before. There's a bit of cross dressing in that.
0: Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what are
2: some of the characters that you've been?
0: Ah, uh, Jesus has notably, <laughs> but uh, my Jesus, of course I have pink hair most of the time. My Jesus had a pink beard and uh it's just well, it's just kind of you know blurring the lines uh it's not necessarily dressing like a man it's like yeah i have a beard and i'm jesus but i have breasts and i have really long eyelashes <laughs> you
2: know. and um for this upcoming show are there any particular acts that you're really excited to see in in the full you know in the full extravaganza
0: oh well i'm excited to see all of them um but uh one that I'm particularly excited about is uh Sailor Mars. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, an artist, local artist, Jaja Lafine, will be um performing as Sailor Mars.
2: At, uh, cabaret Sashimi
0: this Saturday,
2: and uh, on that note, we have a artist that has a kind of cabaret vibe to them coming up next. Who's this?
0: Uh, this is the Barons of Tang, who's uh, one of my favourite bands. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All the carnies, we all we all love the Barons of Tang.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. We'll talk more about this after this song. FBI ninety four point five got some uh gypsy deathcore going on under us. Something I have not had the pleasure of hearing up until this point where I'm sitting across from Marlena Dali. She's brought in this band. Tell us a bit about them. Ah, oh, the Barons of Tang. They're yeah, I've never seen any other
0: band like them. Uh Gypsy Deathcore. I think they're the I think they coined that, actually. <laughs> Wouldn't um, surprise me. Yeah, and uh I found out about them because uh my friend um Kale murray who's a she's a burlesque dancer uh we went down to melbourne together for a kind of thelma and louise kind of adventure and um i met with annie pfeiffer the percussionist of uh barons and i you know i didn't know i didn't really hear the band before i didn't really know that they were actually pretty big deal especially in melbourne and um and we're like, oh, we need to make some money. Uh, maybe we'll go busking. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll help you busk. Yeah. And So there we are with, like, one of the best percussionists ever and one of the best belly dancer, burlesque dancers ever, and me on the sitar, actually, <laughs> which I've been classically trained in. And there we are busking our, our hearts out. And we make $7.00. <laughs> after like two hours
2: people just don't like high art like that you know no. it's not for the streets <laughs> no i guess not I, well and a beer we made a beer as well so oh, fabulous a beer. it was very nice yeah good work all in a night's work really. yeah absolutely and your your old stage name well your new one is marlena you've had that for a few years but yep. originally it was jesus Tell yes. me a bit about that
0: well uh i was named jesus uh because i was actually hanging out with Robert Downey Jr. one day. I am from Los Angeles, so this is just a pretty typical L.A. story, hanging out with a celebrity. Um, uh, his guru was a good f- family friend of mine, and uh, we were walking on the beach, and uh, he-, he named me Jesus. He said, you are Jesus. And so I stuck with it. I said, you know what? 13-year-old me said, yep, you are right. I am Jesus. And then you had to abandon that. Why? Why on earth abandon that stage name? Uh, I, I joined a, a another band um, in my young adulthood, and the singer of the band said, mm, I think Jesus might be a little controversial. <laughs> and uh, So I had to come up with
2: another name, and that's um, how Marlena Dali came up. After Dali himself? Yep. Great. And uh, your Jesus... Boleros, your Sexy Jesus, Strip Tease. Yes, tell tell us a bit more about that. <laughs>
0: I originally did it in my first warehouse uh, that I was a part of, which is the Cozy Castle in Los Angeles, and um, it was. I just always wanted to do a Jesus strip tease. People, I, you know, I, I looked it up on the internet. I hadn't seen that anyone ever did it. This was in 2010, I think, mm-hmm. and um, it was like because. You know, there's 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 so much gym, Jesus Jimus Jesus <laughs> imagery out there, but it's like, what about Jesus as a naked woman? Great, you know.
2: And um, you performed that at Oxford Art Factory in the Cube. Tell us about performing in that space. Is it a bit, is it a bit odd? Oh, that was um, that was a, a different performance. But yes, uh, that was oh. uh,
0: yeah, it does, yeah. It's Let's funny. just say, yes, it was. Yes, I did that there.
2: <laughs> and um, I'll yeah, this worked out then. <laughs> it was at
0: the same time that Father John Misty was um, performing. And uh, I had no idea that they were going to be playing there when I was performing there. And then on top of that, my friend uh, Jeff, who's in the band, Jeff Fertiti's Nile in L.A., is also in Father John Misty. And we're in, from the same really tiny hometown called Topanga Canyon and we hadn't seen each other in years and he's like yeah i really really dig what you're doing man and i'm like hey man where's your accent from he's like oh i'm from topanga canyon oh dude <laughs> <laughs> and so i just was like you know because then I, I got really into father john misty and they have the song with jesus christ is one of the main words and it's like i have to do this act to this song
2: fabulous and here it goes out of box. My name is Ash Bears. My guest for today is Marlena Dali, who danced to that last song by Father John Misty in her sexy Jesus striptease. Fabulous stuff. And I'd like to talk to you a bit more about the kind of burlesque world. I kind of, it seems like it's not really a money thing. It's definitely a love thing. And it's definitely taking off a lot in recent years. Why do you think there's a sudden explosion of interest?
0: Hmm, a sudden explosion of interest. Uh, I feel like uh, a lot of it has to do with the kind of resurgence of uh, the kind of like a uh, turn of the century aesthetics, and how you know like the steampunk thing is definitely a part of it, and how burlesque also allows for a mix of several different genres from pretty much any era, and uh, as well, it it allows for people. Pretty much you can be from many different backgrounds and get into it. You don't have to be a dancer. You can just have a really good idea and have a really cool costume and get into it at least. There's a lot of opportunity to start out in it. And um, I feel like because there's a lot of people into it, really the scene is built around the people that do burlesque, go see burlesque.
2: So it's it's kind of like a very small community of really passionate people then. Yeah. And obviously there's going to be some people who end up being big names within the burlesque community. Mm. What's the difference between a professional burlesque dancer per se or and you know a amateur someone who does it for funsies? Um
0: for one you when you're a professional you're working on it every day. You are actually mostly you're, you are a dancer you know and um, like it's really you can really tell the difference when you're watching someone who can actually dance someone who's trained in dancing you don't take a burlesque class you don't take burlesque classes you take dance classes and you know how to make your costumes and um, as well it's I mean there's there's like classic burlesque there's professional classic burlesque which there will always be gigs for because people want to see pretty girls take their clothes off with pasties on. <laughs>
2: exactly. That's just the
0: difference between the burlesque and stripping. There's really.
2: surely really more of a difference between burlesque and stripping than just that. And obviously it, it would appear to an outsider that there's a lot more money in stripping than there is in burlesque. Yes. Why not crossover? Why not just strip?
0: Because burlesque is actually, in my opinion, performance art. It allows for performance artists to... Actually get out and and, and and get to an audience that wouldn't necessarily go to a gallery or something, you know, and, and you can get up on stage. And because like the I think because burlesque, you're already expecting nudity, which for some reason is still, of course, kind of offensive um, or controversial or shocking or something. You can slip in something else that's shocking. You know, my one of my absolute favorites is uh, Betty Grumble. Um, she is absolutely a performance artist using burlesque as her medium and um, kind of like you know it's almost like drag like exaggerating gender and at the same time kind of being genderless by exaggerating gender and she just does such extreme stuff like she takes a poo on stage a glittery poo and rubs it all over herself she gorgeous yeah great (laughs) just uh, she's she's absolutely amazing Um, I definitely recommend you check her out I've had her perform at one of the cabaret sashimi's before and I hope to have her again She's She's amazing
2: (laughs) Fabulous stuff and the next song we've got here is by Brendan McLean Why did you choose this? You've got a bit of a connection to Brendan McLean (laughs) Sydney Sydney musician and performance artist. This I didn't know about him. Yeah,
0: Um, he's actually, I mean, if you watch any of his videos, you can see that he is such a performer. Or if you see him live as well, that the performance aspect is just as important as the songs themselves. But
2: I live with him. Easy to run into him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just
0: like he was looking for a place to live, and is like, oh, you, oh, and you do this and you do this, oh my goodness, and you do that, and then it's like, oh wow, I googled you, and you are this person. That's amazing, and um, yeah, and because uh, I I chose him not only because I really like his music, but he is one of those performers that's bridging the gaps. You know, I feel like it, it, with live music with live performances you need to combine everything these days it's like if you can combine music and cabaret and dancing and costumes and make just an amazing spectacle an extravaganza really which is what he does like i feel like that's the future of of live performance and music and he's doing it
2: so practically wasted by brendan mclean on fbi 94.5 this is out of the box with ash bertabez and marlena daly today hey
1: From the waist down, I was open. You would trust me back up as a doll and show me back up to all the
2: So that's Marlena's housemate right there, Brendan McLean. And uh, from what I understand, living with him is a bit of a reprieve from your previous lifestyle. Tell us a bit more.
0: <laughs> well, uh, having a window <laughs> is, is is different. It's it's it's. Uh, I feel very lucky to have a window in my room now. I'm I'm used to living in warehouses. Actually, I have I've lived in three warehouses within the last. Dickety years. And um, yeah, it's it's a very different lifestyle. And in people in a way, it's like, ooh, it's an adult playground. It's I could do anything. I'm free. But that leads to people peeing on your stairs, for example, because <laughs> they're free.
2: Uh, is, that, is that more of a problem? Because I know that you've lived in warehouses in Sydney and LA. Is that more of a problem in Sydney, of people not really understanding that warehouses are not just adult playgrounds, they're yeah. places where people live yeah. and make their work?
0: They're warehomes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is definitely more of a Sydney thing. I don't know why it is necessarily. I think it's maybe because the warehouses here are actually bigger. And, like, the, where, the warehouses that I've uh, been in in L.A. are actually just really small and full of, like, you know, gentle hippie folk and, you know, and everyone really respects each other. Sure, you know, we're all having sex all at the same time with, you know, curtains for walls, but it's <laughs> – but, you know, that's, that's
2: free love, man. And, uh <laughs> So Sydney's more industrial strength, and in it's approach yeah. to warehouses. Yeah, I guess absolutely. I guess the inner west is really conducive to that. Obviously, you've got these huge, big, empty places. Can you tell mm. us a bit about one of the places that you, I guess, co-founded? Or yeah, I mean, the Cozy Castle Number Two. It yep. was uh in the inner west. Yep. Describe what those premises <laughs> were kind of like. Um, uh, it was a cold warehouse of death. It was. <laughs> it was huge it was
0: so so big there's like here are a bunch of like kind of you know we're kids we're proto adults and we have the we we got this giant place and it's like what are we going to do there's a crane <laughs> let's swing from the crane yay and uh so it, it that was just really hectic it was more the space than we knew what to do with and um and and it cost so much money and we're just kind of we, we we didn't really
2: know we're all newbies. and it was so different from LA that it's like and what were your original intentions with the warehouse when you were coming to it and you know teaming up with all these people what did you envision I envisioned all of us working together to make a
0: space for creativity for artists to be around other artists to inspire each other and to make art and have gigs of some very weird bands
2: and judging art. judging from your tone that isn't what actually took place
0: Well a little bit so sometimes but no most, mostly it was hectic crazy um we actually um had someone that we found out later was um dealing drugs we didn't know that before and uh that got uh some gangsters coming over with guns really with guns saying we want our money and you know we had some hippies there and we're just like now, the guy left because he knows you want your his money and he and you'd probably shoot him so he's really far away now it's just us collectively they got like 10 bucks out of like 7 of us <laughs> and uh yeah they gangsters guns bad that's terrifying
2: what are sydney gangsters like
0: um really really like lads i guess they were kind of like lads but with guns and they seemed terrified they seemed like they were going to poo their little their Adidas and um because while they were holding the gun and it's like, I don't know, like I I might poo first. I, <laughs> it was actually a poo off more than anything, but that's a lot scarier
2: than it sounds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess what were the best times in the warehouse? When is when is the cozy castle? When was the cozy castle just, you know, at its most lively and effective? Oh,
0: Halloween was uh, was the big one. It was there. We had like probably over 300 people in there and um, we had Reckless Vagina playing a uh, great band and um that was just wild and everyone was just having a really crazy time i think they were snorting omo <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> on purpose i uh, Yeah, I'm sure, right? Just fell into the
0: laundry? Yeah, that's what kids do, right? Uh, But that was just, there was music, there were people in costumes not caring what they looked like or caring so much that it just, it was so bizarre. Everyone was an alien, you know, everyone, it was like a live. it was like being in a completely different place, being in in a different
2: planet. It was bizarre and wonderful. And uh, one of the artists we've got coming up next on the show Uh, is... Is one of these people who uh, were from the warehouse.
0: Yeah, this is, um, these guys, uh, Doc Holliday takes the shotgun. Um, James Booker uh, is in this band and he uh, was one of the people that started this and um, made it all possible. And, you know, really, yeah, really cool guy in the band. The band is awesome. I love them. Swamp
2: rock. I've heard surf rock before, but this is kind of swamp rock, which is a fabulous term. And uh, if you could help me pronounce this name, I'd be Uh, more than happy. Let's see. It is Aokigahara.
0: Oh, yeah. Gahara.
2: Here we go. On FBI 94.5.
1: Then you can run this race to the bone Everybody's counting, counting on you to
3: Scientists are coming to the Factory Theatre this May. My body is your body. I won't tell
1: anybody. This door is always
3: open. We Are Scientists will play one show only at the Factory Theatre on May 30. Special VIP and general admission tickets available from tombola.com.au and The Factory. Proud sponsors of FBI. This weekend is Big Bondi Weekend at Jam Gallery. Friday night features one of Australia's most iconic bands, the Bondi Cigars, playing songs from all nine of their albums. Saturday night, Bondi Carnival will see Woohoo Review, Penna Flamenca and Waiting for Guinness belt out Gypsy Flamenco Fusion all night long. Both shows are only 20 bucks. This weekend at Sydney's new home of live music, Jam Gallery, 195 Oxford Street, Bondi Junction. Sponsoring FBI.
1: And I just have one question for you. Do you like rock and roll, little girl? It's 240 and i to the end of me. My toenails are pink and the red
0: That was Hm Humph by Kate Crash. From- on sorry, yeah, on on FBI nine to did- Nine five nine ninety four point five.
2: That's the frequency you're tuned into on the FM band. It's out of the box you're listening to right now. And this is Marlena Dali across from me, who is, I guess, the driving force and creator behind Cabaret Sashimi. She's a burlesque dancer, or I guess, you know, performance yeah. artist first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a line to draw between saying you're a burlesque dancer and a performance artist, but I guess you can can be both. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. You can be both. You can be anything.
2: (laughs) And tell me about that last track that you played from Kate Crash. Um, So Kate Crash, uh, I was in a band
0: with her uh, in LA back years ago, and um, that's my favourite song of hers, absolutely. And uh, she's wild. She's like, I don't know, like a lot of Amanda Palmer influence, I think, there, but also she's a little like more... Harjuku or Kawaii or something. And it's really great. And um yeah, I was in a band with her and uh our, we were being produced by Nick Launay, who uh produces you know, the Yeah Yaz, yeah, Arcade Fire, and of course Nick Cave and Grinder Man. And uh actually that's how I met people from Sydney it was because uh Nick's son uh and some of his friends came into LA and they saw my band and we started talking and I was like, these are the best humans I have ever met. I want to go to wherever made them, which was Sydney. And uh, and yeah, and that's how I met Jack Booker from um, Doc Holliday and Courtney Print as well from
2: uh, Doc, Doc Holliday and then, then met James and the rest of them. Uh, so it all started in the music scene in LA. That's so surprising. Yep. And you came here seeking more artistic people like them and mm. obviously that led to warehouse life, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find a space where you can create as well as live and, you know, collaborate with a huge amount of people and have kind yeah. of almost a constant turnover of, um, not turnover, but some some people stick around, of creative types yep. floating into your house. But I guess it's it's not always peachy keen stuff. No. And I guess, seeing as you've been in LA in a warehouse and in Sydney in warehouses, what would you say the big differences are?
0: Um, I would say the biggest difference are the um the size the sizes of the spaces the um the legality and illegality um because it's P- sydney's very very strict and, and on top of things when it comes to being watching monitoring these illegal spaces as well as in la it was like the cops would be like um you guys are being loud and I'm going to go deal with these crack dealers over here now, but um, you guys be quiet a little bit. And (laughs) while it's here, it's like, no, 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 no. You are living here. I know you are. Get out. This is illegal. Bad.
2: But I guess it also, you know, for example, if something happens in the warehouse, Mm. you can't necessarily report it. That jeopardizes what goes on in in your home, essentially. We're home. Yeah. And has that ever happened for you? Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you couldn't actually talk about things that have happened yeah
0: yeah exactly like uh, our lives are threatened like with the gangsters coming over with guns or we had uh of course a bikey gang living next to us as well great uh they didn't like our rock and roll music they were offended by it for some reason and came over and threatened our lives and there's like well what do you do you say cops please um stop these people from threatening our lives in this illegal warehouse uh and it's like no because then you get kicked out of your home so there's nothing you can do
2: and tell us a bit about the original Cozy Castle in LA. Sounds like a bit of a utopia from here. Oh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> so Excuse me. In a lot of ways it was. It, um, I mean, it was re- so much smaller and our rooms were made with curtains and we'd have to take down our rooms every time we had a show and put them back up again. But it was like, it was so peaceful. Everyone was really peaceful. We all really got along. We helped each other with everything, other people that didn't live there would come by and just be like, oh, you're building things. I will help. I know a guy that builds this. I know a woman that builds these things. And we all just worked together with for no money, just
2: helping each other out. It was beautiful. And the next band that we've got has some connection to your Cozy Castle times. Tell us how that fits yeah. into it. Uh, so
0: Insects vs. Robots is the band that founded the Cozy Castle um to it was a place to record music to play music to get our friends to play music in and to have uh a, a, to live in the place where we had that vibe all the time and as well because we were always getting noise complaints and stuff but yeah this is uh with willie nelson's son micah nelson as well as all of the best people some circus people etc and insects versus robots
2: The track we have from them today on Out of the Box with Ash Berterbez myself and Marlena Dalet. The track is Mosquito.
1: deep
2: out of Venice Beach in L.A. That was... Insects
0: versus Robots.
2: With a track called Mosquito. And you're originally from Venice Beach, L.A. And I guess, you know, your work there originally was similar to your performance art now, but you were literally in a freak show.
0: Yes, I was in the Venice Beach freak show. It's one of the only uh, real freak shows left in the world. Um, we had... Over a dozen two-headed animals alive inside. I had a five-legged dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh sword swallower, the rubber girl, the electric lady, the human blockhead, all of that stuff. And I was the snake lady standing outside getting everyone to come in because I had snakes.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a gag. It's totally a gag. But yeah, well, well, you've also picked s- up some other gags along the way, haven't you?
0: Yes, quite a few gags. <laughs> sword swallowing <laughs> is my latest venture. Uh, it's been very gaggy um, Well, not so much anymore I'm getting better at it uh, But yeah, it, it's uh, from there I actually learned how to do several tricks The uh, human blockhead is probably Most notably what I do Which is when uh, you hammer a nail into your nose and um
2: <clears throat> a six inch nail,
0: yeah, I hammer a six inch nail into my nose. It's really great because you bring it out on stage and it looks huge, and it's like all the guys are kind of like, "Oh, it's huge, it's like, <laughs> yeah that's that's six inches, guys <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, and and um, that took a lot of practice to build up to being able to do six inches into my nostril um and
2: you haven't injured yourself though yet, have you
0: No fabulous. No, I uh that's the thing is that don't do this please. Please don't just like be like, "Hey, I heard this girl on the radio say so she's hammering things in her face. I'm going to try it." N- don't, don't don't do it. Um you have to uh, you have to learn from a professional, someone who does it professionally cuz there is a safe way to do it that takes a lot of training. It's definitely something you you have to commit to, uh but otherwise it's don't you can't just do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you do just do it. For example, Fire swallowing—something you've attempted recently?
0: Oh yeah,
2: I, I I do quite a bit of that, but I
0: haven't done it for a while, and so I did it recently while I was busking because I needed money. And um, and I you know I held fire in my mouth and I burnt my lip and it's kind of bleeding a l- <laughs> little bit. So there's 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 definitely risks and injuries, you know. And it's like yeah, when you say you're swallowing a sword, you're really swallowing a sword. You're putting it down your esophagus. Um, Or at least I am. And um, it's you can you can kill yourself. You know, it's really dangerous. And it's funny because sometimes you you do it and people are just like, that's not real. It's Mm -hmm. like, I've trained so hard for this. And you're just like, nah, 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 fake.
2: <laughs> Speaking of terrifying things that you can do with your body, you've been uh, collaborating with Danger Boy. Danger Boy, yes. Uh, uh, he's amazing.
0: On Australia's Got Talent 2011, uh, you might remember him uh, eating a bunch of razor blades and a needle and string and then tying them all together in his mouth and pulling them out attached he's pretty he's amazing i i love that man he's beautiful he's also like the nicest person ever so like yeah he'll be like you'll be like you know dancing on top of a bed of nails on you know he'll be sandwiched between a bed of nails and you're dancing on the top one and then like next thing you know he's like how do you like your eggs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful it's beautiful beautiful man uh, i guess
2: i guess you know all the all the freaks get together and yeah. it's a it's a really you know something to have in common that you can do freakish death-defying things yeah, yeah. is it a big sydney community you know uh,
0: not sydney not a very big sydney community uh brisbane melbourne definitely there's a lot more freaks around there and some of the best performers in the world um ariel manx is amazing sword swallower um a lot of lot of respect for for him um one day i'd really like to have him perform at one of my shows and but that's the thing is that like the the shows that i put on like cabaret sashimi it's not really just cabaret it's not really just burlesque it's variety it's combining all of those things together in one show
2: and with a live band
0: and with a live band doing all the music
2: and what's the name of that live band
0: the double shadows
2: and we've got a track from them here called Hitch Hikers Rhyme. So they'll be playing on Saturday, I believe.
0: Yep. They're okay, yep. playing all of the music. They've learned all of the tracks specifically for this show. And we've been rehearsing and it's been going really well.
2: Let's talk a bit more about that after this track from The Double Shadows. On FBI 94.5. Rhyme. Oh, hi. I- <laughs> ah, yes, in my uh, turn. Oh
0: dear. Uh, I am uh, Marlena Dali, and that was the Double Shadows, uh, Hitch Hikers Rhyme. And they will be performing live all of the music for the show Cabaret Sashimi, which you can find out information of how to get to this Saturday on the Facebook page which there's a link to on the
2: on the um, program page. So my lovely producer, Zasha, is putting up all the relevant links to all of these great things we've been talking about today on the programs page. You go on to fbiradio.com under the programs or the on-air tab. It's programs and playlists. That's where you'll find us, out of the books. I,
0: yep. There's also information about all of the shows that I'm doing. One in particular is awesome that you should is this be knowing the, the
2: pirate ship one what's <laughs> yes. the name of it again it's a great ship pun. tease ship tease fabulous yeah. and uh what kind of stuff happens in this in this show i mean it's on a pirate ship
0: yep it's on a pirate ship the you get on the pirate ship with the performers on the pirate ship in the harbor and there is burlesque uh with you know stripping burlesque there's magic comedy circus sideshow and even circus like aerialist stuff like a guy on silks Hanging from the mast. And what kind of stuff are you doing in this Um, extravaganza? I will be shackled to the mast and being whipped, and then hammering a six-inch nail into my face, or swallowing a sword, or walking on broken glass, or all of the above, as well as doing a cheeky little strip myself.
2: These all sound like great things to do on a rickety ship you know yeah just hammering <laughs> out into your face and, and yeah, the wind blows no. yeah yeah exactly and everyone <laughs> claps and cheers and it's all a very good time so all this stuff is going to be up on the programs and playlist page next up we've got beth dalglish coming in to present lunch lots of great rainy day music from her and a nsync cover of girlfriend which i'm very much looking forward to i admit and i also would like to thank matt from Cronella for signing up as a supporter Big ups to you, Matt. Thanks a lot. And uh, today I've been talking to Marlena Dali. Thank you so much for joining us on Out of the Box today. My name's Ash Abess. You've been listening to Out of the Box on FBI Radio 94.5. Thanks. <laughs>
4: For the serious type, now you make the scene all day. But tomorrow they'll be held to pay. In the afterlife could be added for the serious type. Now you make the scene all day. But tomorrow they'll be held to pay. The people listen attentively. I mean about future calamity. I used to think the idea was obsolete until I heard the old man in his feet. Internally. Fire is applied to the body. Teeth are extruded and brought a crown and baked into cakes which are passed around. In the afterlife, you could be headed for a serious drive. Now you make the scene all day, but tomorrow.
1: The Box. Meet people through their music. With Ash Bertabez on FBI.